Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love with your host, Thomas DeShooter. As our title implies, this program is about so much more than money. We'll focus on the game of life and the best way to play it with empowerment, love, and financial freedom. Now, here's your host, Thomas DeShooter. Hi there, and welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. And it's great to be back. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to you all. I know we just had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend down in the U.S. Ours in Canada is a little bit earlier uh, in October. But nonetheless, I'm sure uh, you all enjoyed some fantastic turkey dinners and a great day of football, I believe. Uh, That seems to be what Thursday is now is three football games. Nonetheless, I am super excited to be here with my friends at Voice America on the Influencers Channel. And this show is all about uncovering the greatest version of ourselves and living the best life possible. And in my mind, uh, part of living a great life is wealth. And wealth for me is about so much more than money. And uh, you may have heard me say this before, money is about mindset and mindset is about love, in my world at least. With that in mind, I'm going to share with you everything that works for me and I'm even going to share with you the parts that don't work for me. Uh, part of that will also be bringing in amazing guests uh, who have their own amazing ideas and find and we'll find out what has worked for them. We have an amazing guest today standing by, Chloe Gao Jarrett, and uh, I'll be bringing her on shortly. But first, I thought what I would do today is share a little bit of a game that I have been playing with a group of friends of mine. I have this uh, great group of men. Uh, we call ourselves Being Man. We get together on a weekly basis and, uh, and on a monthly basis, we share a meal together and do uh, some masterminds and we support each other in not only our businesses, but our family lives and our personal lives, our emotional lives. And it's been three years now, just over three years, and it has been one of the greatest adventures of my life for sure. And so uh, I am also training to be a, a unity minister and in one of my classes, uh, I'm in recently is the prosperity class. And one of the challenges was to uh, read a declaration of financial freedom. And uh, the game is to read this aloud three times per day, morning, noon, and night for a full 30 days. And if you miss any part on any one given day, you have to start over from scratch. So I thought as my afternoon today, uh, or sorry, as yeah, as my afternoon today, I would share uh, this and we would, uh, we would read it on the air. So now, the directions are to uh, say this with as much meaning and uh, conviction as you can and to be emotional about it. So, here we go. I am the source of all wealth. I am rich with creative ideas. My mind abounds with new, original, inspired thoughts. What I have to offer is unique and the world desires it. My value is beyond reckoning. What the world needs and desires, I am ready to produce and to give. What the world needs and desires, I recognize and fulfill. The bounty of my mind is without hindrance or limit. Nothing can stand in the way of my inspired creativeness. The overflowing power of God life energy overcomes every obstacle and pours out into the world, blessing and prospering everyone and everything through me. I radiate blessings. I radiate creativity, I radiate prosperity, I radiate loving service, I radiate joy, beauty, peace, wisdom, and power. Humanity seeks me and rewards me. I am beloved of the world. I am wanted wherever I go, I am appreciated. What I have to offer is greatly desired. What I have to offer brings a rich reward. Through my vision, the world is blessed. Through my clear thinking and steadfast purpose, Wonderful new values come into expression. This is my favorite. My vision is as the vision of the mighty ones. My faith is as the faith of the undefeated. My power to accomplish is unlimited. I, in my uttermost God source, am all wealth, all power, all productivity. I hereby declare my financial freedom now and henceforth forever. So, yeah. I love reading. I read, when I read this in the morning, it just like fires up my day immediately. And in the afternoon when I'm kind of running a little bit out of juice, this is great. And I find reading this right before bed sits into the subconscious and works overnight. At least that's when I think back to Think and Grow Rich and reading that book, that's what he talked about so much in there was the subconscious. 
Anyhow, let's jump in here. We have a great guest standing by. She's been uh, so patient. I really appreciate it. I'm going to start off with, uh, with Chloe's bio. So for the past 15 years, Chloe has been developing powerful value-driven leaders. Her expertise is the design and deployment of people-based development programming that supports organizations to consistently scale their culture and leadership capacity as they grow. Chloe's focus is on people, strategy, leadership development, and training. Her ability to create definitive client-focused learning experiences has introduced Threefolds products and services to leading enterprises and networks in her hometown of beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, and across the globe. Now, before founding Threefold, Chloe spent 13 years creating and managing training and leadership programming at YogaWare retailer Lululemon Athletica. Chloe's work enabled the company to scale from three to 200 stores while nurturing a unique, effective, and consistent culture. She is the co-chair of the Vancouver Wolder School Board of Trustees, is passionate about social ventures, is a dedicated mother and wife, and is adamant about being a positive influence. From Threefold partner, Partners, please welcome to the show, Chloe Gao Jarrett. Hi there. Thanks hey. for having me. How are you doing? I'm a little nervous, but Jenna, I'm really great. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm I'm nervous too, so we can just be we can just be nervous together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It'll take us a few minutes and then we're gonna be fine. That's typically how it works for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, thank you so much, first of all, for for agreeing to come on the show. Um, you know, we don't know each other very well at all. I think we met for maybe thirty-five seconds. <laughs> Probably. At your, at your house once, and then you drove past me, and I waved. I remember that. <laughs> um, but maybe let's just start a little bit with. Uh, I I, I want to cover a little bit of your background because I think that's important for people to know just what an amazing job you did in building a company and your expertise around that because that really feeds into what you do now. Mm-hmm. But maybe just give us an overview of of what you do at Threefold. Sure, at Threefold. Um What we do is we support organizations typically who have had some level of success um, and are realizing that they have a great group of people, they have a level of success in their organization, and suddenly they look and see, what is our culture? How do we want to train and develop our people? And so we come in and help them define what is their current culture, what is their declared culture, and then how do we... Uh, train and develop their people uh, to understand that culture. And typically, these are organizations that are looking to develop the whole person and see uh, leadership is not only a skill for those in management and leadership roles, but um, but uh, everyone in their organization as leaders. Right. So it's not just like, hey, we're just going to look at the top, uh, the C-suite, if you will, the executive suite and just manage them. We actually want to build an entire business that has leaders throughout the organization. That's right. Yeah. And then other clients are, you know, they bring me in for workshops here and there, but um, you know, where am I? I love it all. I love being in front of groups. I love working with people to have to see them, um, you know, gain personal insight into their own self leadership. Um, and I just love working. I love working with groups long term so that I can see the shift and I can support them as they grow and change. Yeah, is it? I guess, you know, and um, I haven't done a lot of that. I've done some of that work in my own business, but I guess it's hard to just, you know, kind of. Uh, set up a company, you know, for one month or something and then, and then walk away and you don't even know if what you've brought in is actually um, growing or taking, mm-hmm. taking fruition, if you will. Yeah. You mean like when I go in just for a one-off workshop? Like if that happened, yeah. Like I, yeah. I can understand why you would want a long-term, right? Uh-huh. And you know, it's funny because I, um, for me, if, if I'm, if one or two people takes one or two things from the workshop and it changes how they make choices in their life, um, I'm happy. And so that's, for me, I just trust that that's happening. And everywhere I go, I try to make it fun. I try to make it relatable and really only share things that I've experienced as being successful in my own life. So, um, so that, you know, even when it's a one-off, it just, I, I, I trust that people are getting something that's going to support them in their, in their lives. Right. Um, on culture development, mm-hmm. what do you find uh, 
if there is one particular thing, what is the biggest struggle, do you think, in in creating a culture for a company or uh, let's say, you know, let's say I'm the, I'm the owner of a company and I want to create a culture. What might be one of my biggest challenges in implementing that going forward? Well, it's often it's recognizing that there already is a culture at play versus the actual culture. So that's really the first step is understanding what is here um, and then what would we like? And then looking at that gap and saying, okay, so how do we shift this? What are the skills and characteristics and knowledge and wisdom and experiences that we need to provide for our team so that they can trust this new declared culture? Because often, you know, companies have uh, the, you know, the artifacts of culture, mission, vision, and values, but there's something that's up on their website, it's buried, it's wordy, it's lengthy, or it's up on a wall, but it's not actually lived and alive, can often be asleep. And so they become this sort of facade that, that um, isn't real. And so trust is broken because, this is, you know, they're saying one thing, but it's not actually that. So really the first step that often gets missed is <clears throat> being able to have an honest look around and say, okay, this is what's really happening. Um, right. And what will it take to move from there to where we'd like to go? Right. I love that, you know, because I, I just even found that I did that just now. I didn't even think. I already have a culture. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I've, my business has been operating for six months, there's probably some all like some already listenings to how we operate as a business and a culture mm-hmm. in place. Right. Absolutely. And there are, you know, societal cultural beliefs about how you should work in an organization. I need to be at my desk nine to five. I can't give my manager feedback, right? There are these assumptions and beliefs that are rife within our world because they've been that way. And now things are changing in business and we want there to be less of a hierarchy a lot of the time. And we want people to be able to have free flowing feedback with, you know, within an organization. So, you know, within the greater culture of society, there's things that are working against a chosen culture within an organization as well. So it's really interesting to notice where those uh, beliefs and assumptions uh, live in an organization and how to, you know, shine a light on those really. Right. How much pushback do you get in the beginning from when you, when you go in, like, do you get a lot of, uh, I mean, cause you typically the, the customer or the client wants to move forward. So that's right. So maybe there isn't, but is there the odd occasion where you get some real like, well, no, that's not who we are or, or that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable. Typically, uh, I do work with the leadership to have them be prepared to see that there will be things that may not be in line with what their current belief is about how the culture is. Sometimes um, if, if the program that I've been delivering uh, has been happening before, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, uh, managing yourself through reaction and response. So where am I in reaction and where am I in response? So if they have those kind of, uh, if they've started on that kind of self-leadership work, then it's easier for me to come in and say, hey, here's something you might not like to hear and they can actually receive it. Right. Yeah. Right. And now is there, um, is there a fair bit of work prior to with, with the executive team or the leadership team just to set the stage to go in and actually work with everybody? Yeah, typically I do work. Um, I mean, it's just a waste of my time and their time if I'm only working with the teams and not the leadership. That's the first thing that I, I make clear is that if we're really looking to make change, then... Um, we need to have the senior leadership team on board and, and typically I'm doing work with them before so that they can be um, knowledgeable and have experience of, of, of the work so that they can be seen as leaders in it. So I like to set them up to feel comfortable with it. Um, and then we move, you know, we move into the rest of the organization. Right. And uh, now do you spend a lot of time in their uh, office uh, doing stuff or is there, is it a weekend uh, workshops? How does that really work? Yeah, it really depends on the client. Um, the one that I've been working with for about a year now, uh, it's both a quarterly executive offsite. So uh, two offsites that we actually, sorry, two offsites and two on, smaller onsites check-in. And then I do uh, monthly programming with everybody in their office. So we're doing a um, 
really doing a lot of self-leadership work to get them aligned with their new values. So things like integrity, personal responsibility, choice, receiving feedback, and then we talk about giving feedback. Um, uh, vision and goal, personal vision and goals, personal values. So um, what's been really great about this is um, is having people feel alignment. So they're, de- they're developing themselves in- through this program. They're uncovering their own personal values and they see how that links up to the company core values because that's what people want these days. They want to work with organizations that are in line with their values. And so it's important for them to understand what are their values so then they can look at the organization's values and see if there's a resonance there. Right. That's so great because a lot of the work I do um, around money is first establishing your values, like what is actually important to you. Mm-hmm. Then let's see if the money is actually flowing to the things that you say are important to you. And in so many cases, you know, I see that it's it's actually not that way with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take this opportunity now. When we come back, I want to jump into a little bit of the uh, the Lululemon history and maybe yeah. some of that culture. Mm-hmm. So you are listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on the Influencers Channel. You can find us at moneymindsetandlove.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our very special guest, Chloe Gow-Jarrett. You can check us out all over social media on Facebook at Money, Mindset, and Love, on Instagram at Money, Mindset, and Love, and go to moneymindsetandlove.com. I'm your host, Thomas DeShooter, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. Out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love. And welcome back to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas Deshooter. We are speaking with Chloe Gow-Jarrett. We're on the Influencers Channel here at Voice America. Now, Chloe, before we uh, broke, we were just talking a little bit about culture. And I think that, um, you know, I know a little bit about the inside culture, I guess, or at least I think I do, of where you uh, spent 13 years of your life building a company, Lululemon. And maybe we could talk a little bit about their culture. And, and if you know, like... I'd love to know how it got to be the culture that it is or, or how that grew over time. Sure. 
Okay, so um, I started with Lululemon in 2002 after I graduated from Teachers College. I thought I was going to be a high school music teacher. And um, there was a franchise in Toronto owned by a, a local Toronto retailer. And, um, and so it had a different culture at the time because it was a franchise and, you know, the branding was different and that concept was a little bit different. And then uh, in 2003, Chip purchased the franchise back because I realized what an opportunity Toronto really was for the brand. And that's when I became the store manager. I decided not to go into teaching, but to try this out for a year, I thought. And um, I remember him handing me uh, Brian Tracy's Psychology of Achievement CDs, like six CDs, a stack of books, and said, go to Landmark Education. And I'd never done any kind of personal development at all, right. ever. I never really considered it, sort of poo-pooed it. And, um, and that really was what the culture was at the time. These were things that had really supported CHIP and the organization at, as it had grown. Uh, there were probably 40 people, a couple of stores, maybe three stores at that point. And, um, and so that was really the beginning of me understanding the value in personally develop my, developing myself. And so it really, um, the culture of uh, vision and goals and personal responsibility and leading yourself was there right from the, from the very beginning. And that's, that's why I stuck around. And the product was incredible. It was just, um, you know, I'd been in retail for much of my life and I hadn't even realized that. And it was such a great product. It was easy to work with and the people were awesome. And so over the years, my job, so I had probably nine different jobs over 13 years just because the company grew and grew and grew. So I went from store manager to regional trainer to reg training manager to head of training. No, I was groove manager. And then, I mean, I could just go on. There were so many different. It was just as the company grew, I, I really saw that I could be a teacher in a whole new way. And so I really see that my job and my colleagues on the training team's job was to take this culture that Chip um, – was looking to create those and those things that I mentioned, that list of things, the CDs and landmark and the books were all part of that and, and see how we could scale that as we grew. He would have been happy to just have one store that he rode his cruiser bike down to in kits on, on West fourth. <laughs> and the people were like, we want to do more. We want more. And so, um, the culture of vision and goal setting was a huge, huge part of it. Everybody in the organization was invited to set their vision and goals, put it up on a wall so that we could then um, support each other in it. And um, that's something that back in 2002, 2003 was very unusual for an organization to do. Mm -hmm. And people didn't really understand it and they thought it was weird and, you know, airy fairy and soft. And um, yet I really believe that um, the invitation to people having them really declare what it is that they would like to be creating in their life um, was what allowed the organization to grow to the extent that it did in such a short period of time because people were declaring what it is they wanted and the goals that it took to get to their vision. And if we knew that in the organization, we would then give them tasks that would de develop them towards that. So, um, an example is that uh, a long time ago, I had a 10-year vision of running a leadership retreat back in Ontario, where I, I'm originally from. And my, my manager at the time said, great, you should run the leadership conference. So I got to design a leadership conference, and I would get up on stage, and I would host it, and I would say, this is my leadership camp. And so I was designing experiences, like a short quit, like a short and intense experience. And then later on, she said, we need an executive uh, retreat plan. And so I developed uh, with a few other people a uh, strategy and we took executive teams up to a, a local retreat center called Camp Drifty. So because I had declared what I wanted, I was able to, they were developing me for that future. So it was a wonderful way to engage people and also to have people, people really, I, I mean, it was a, I felt like I was in school. I was learning more than I did in school, really. So it was, you know, the culture grew and and grew and, and changed over time as, as cultures will do, you know, when a founder leaves an organization, um, that's a time when culture changes. So, so I saw it shift and change over the years, um, which was also just an incredible thing to watch. 
Yeah, and I'm sure it has lent itself great to the work you're doing today. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm the, I'm the nerd that goes on to everybody's About Us uh, page on the internet and looks at their vision, mission, values, because for us at Lululemon at the time, you know, I, that drove me. That, like, I really believed in those. And so for me, um, that really influences how I work with organizations because I'm it's like, what is your mission, vision, values? And how do those relate? And how does that, how are those, are the touchstones in times of challenge and in times of success? How are they being expressed really? You know, so those, to me, those are the key declared artifacts of culture that can really galvanize team and, and support people in times of challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, was um, how much of, one of the things there that you said that I loved was, so in the goal setting, how much of goal setting that people did was, was goals specifically for the company or goals for themselves that they could realize inside the company? Because one of yours was realized inside the company, yet it was a goal for you personally. Yeah, and it was a goal to leave the company ultimately, right? Right. Yeah, so um, we asked people to set goals in personal health and career, fully knowing that many people would be setting the goals outside of the organization. But if we could support them in developing the skills that would allow them to get there, they would be happier and more engaged in the moment at the organization. And so, you know, that was as successful as the person's manager. So there were some departments where, like with my, with my manager, she was like, of course, you're going to go do that. I totally believe that you can do that. And here are some experiences that will support our strategy at the organization and support you in getting there. Hmm. If you had a manager that wasn't, you know, didn't have the ability or didn't quite have the experience of thinking in that way, it could be more, uh, there could be more fear in setting your goals outside of the organization. So it really did depend on, the comfort with your manager, the culture of your, your, in, your team that you were working with. So, you know, it was successful really did depend on who you were working with and for. Right. Right. Now, um, one of the things that uh, I heard about was that eh, you know, the, the rumor that I heard, cause I had done landmark education. So I had done the landmark forum and some of the other, um, some of the other courses that Landmark offers. And, you know, people will say whatever they're going to say about that. But did people have to do Landmark at Lululemon? Because that's what I always heard. It's <laughs> like, you must do this. You have to do course. No, people were invited to attend after a year of being an employee. So mm. in about eight months, we'd say, would you like to go to the forum? Um, and then the advance was after two years or three years. And again, I think it really depended upon your manager who's inviting you and their experience and their ability to under, understand what the forum was. And if, it, if they had a good experience or could speak about it in a way that would just allow people to make that choice. So yeah, some people may have felt like they had to, mm-hmm. and that was never the intention. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I kind of say it always jokingly, or I, I always think like I can't imagine anybody who's, anybody who did the form and got it, that wouldn't be a way to have people do it because it wouldn't, yeah. you're forcing somebody to do the form is like, what's the point, right? There, yeah. you have to be there willingly and, you know, choose to open yourself up to learning some new possibilities before it would ever do anything for you or, you know, it, ever add to your life. So. And so uh, I'm curious, how, do, how was your experience with the forum? You know, I did it in, I think, 2003. So that's that 15 years ago. It blows yeah. my mind. It was the very first intense personal development course I ever did. So I didn't really know Chip. Maybe he's developed this skill now, but at the time, he wasn't someone that sort of enrolled you in it. He was like, just go do this thing. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to the thing. You know, and I just remember sitting what like, what am I doing? And it was kind of like this time release capsule, you, you know, those like pills that are like time release. It was, you know, it was like four months later, I was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. And then six months later, okay, I think I was probably, my physiology was probably just like in like fight or flight or freeze and I couldn't even really hear it until afterwards. So, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's definitely... Um, a specific way of presenting that material. And there are lots of ways of, of learning what it is that Landmark has to offer. And I think different people learn in different ways. And so for some people, that's they like that direct 
and intense way of, of learning. And other people are going to be more comfortable based on their life experiences, based on who they are in learning it in a different way. So, yeah. you know, it, I think everybody experiences it differently and for some it works and for some it's just not quite the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my wife and I did it together. In uh, the similarities here, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. So I had read some Brian Tracy books, and I was in a B and I chapter in Vancouver, and I'm guessing 2003 ish. And Brian Tracy was in Vancouver, and he came to our lunch meeting at my B and I chapter for an hour. And so there was like 12 of us and Brian Tracy, like what a, which blew, like I, when I think back, I like, did that really happen? Like, it seems like maybe I dreamt it or something, but that, that did really happen. Then in 2004, my chiropractor at the time had done the landmark form. And he said to me, Hey, there's this thing, you should go do it. <laughs> and I respected him enough that I was like, okay, I'll go do it. He said. So, yeah, so my wife and I went, so that was 2004, so right around the same time yeah. that you were introduced to Brian Tracy and then the Landmark Forum, and that was the first, like, self-development thing I had ever done. I had never, in my mind, was just like somebody had cut the head open and just went, yeah. okay, let's rearrange some stuff here and some circuitry, so. Right. It's so funny that you say you met Brian Tracy in 2003, because it may have been that time. He, he came to one of our early leadership conferences and I remember being in an elevator with him and I was kind of starstruck because, you know, I've heard him, his CDs, I like myself, I like myself, you know, and all these, <laughs> all these things that I listened to. And so I'm standing in this elevator next to Brian Tracy and he's like got the perfect white, he's like an, a, like an older Ken doll basically in a suit. And I'm just sort of like, oh, Mr. Tracy, I really, and he just, blah, blah, blah. hilarious, yeah. And then, uh, so music, do you play? You know, I play a little Raffi with my kids on the side, but uh, my my education, it's funny. I don't know, quite know why I studied music. Uh, I can't, I don't think back and think, oh, I'm so passionate about it. Perhaps I didn't know what else to study, but I know that I wanted to be a teacher and I saw that I could be a music teacher. Um, it, uh, I got out of school and didn't touch the piano for years. It was, you know, I, it was a social education for me. Let's put it that way. I, you know, I had a great time learning about myself and people and dancing all night and, <laughs> you know. Right. So you played the keys? I played the piano. Yeah. Classically. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I'm a, like on the paper sight reading, but I, you know, I, I feel it coming back to me in different ways. I picked up a ukulele a year ago and felt like a rock star. And so I I think I'm finding the love of it again. It just needed to be, you know, there's, I needed to release the piano from its confines of the classical, you know, and find a new access. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so another similarity is I was a musician prior to my current career. So yeah, I played drummer and I played drums and made some records and, uh, toured around. And of course that was a natural, uh, training to become a stockbroker. Right, because they're they're so correlated. Rock drummer. <laughs> hey, I think I'll go invest money tomorrow. You know, I re- actually uh, on a funny note. I remember on tour once in a while I would pick up a Financial Post or New York Times or something, and there would be the stock pages. And back then, things were still done in fractions, and so things would be priced at like twenty five and an eighth. <laughs> and which I had, you know, as a drummer in a rock band, I would look at that and go, first of all, uh, what does this symbol mean? Because everything was broken out into the trading symbols. And then it would be these fractions, which I had, I would look at it and I'd go, one day I'm going to figure this out. I have no idea what this means. And I would try and then I'd just get, you know, forget it. I don't, I don't get it at all. I'll just stick to drumming. And then it's funny to me that I ended up reading The Wealthy Barber and going, wow, that's really cool. You can make money while you sleep. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, when uh, We're going to go for a quick break, but when we come back, what I'm thinking is uh, we've talked a little bit about um, vision, mission, uh, culture. I'm, I'm curious if you can sort of describe for us what vision mission statements are or should look like or what you're aiming for mm-hmm. when you're creating that with a firm and we can because uh, I've heard lots of different stuff about that and I think I think there's a lot people get confused on a vision or a mission is this mm-hmm. 
And so why don't we add some clarity around that today? Would that be all right? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Okay. You are listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. We're here on Voice America on the Influencers Channel. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our very special guest, Chloe Gow-Jarrett. You can check us out on social media, on Facebook at Money, Mindset, and Love. You can go to moneymindsetandlove.com and that'll connect you right there to Facebook. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our amazing guests. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas DeShooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love. Welcome back to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. We are here on Voice America on the Influencers Channel, and we are speaking with Chloe Gow-Jarrett. Chloe, so far, you have uh, been brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and knowledge and um hearing the history of uh, such a uh, well-run business or such a great growth business as Lululemon was really great. Uh, Some of the stuff we talked about has been, you know, we've thrown around some words like vision, mission statement, that kind of thing. And I'd love to dial in a little bit more on those and set people up for what those look like. But while we were off air on our break, you showed me something and I'd love for you to hold it up again, but then also just give it to our radio listeners. Sure. Uh, so I have a notebook that's in front of me that you can't usually see when I'm revealing it. And it says, have fun, share generously, trust yourself. So typically when I'm doing something that I feel maybe a little nervous about, <laughs> I uh, set out a few intentions and write them down on a post-it note or on a workbook or just so that I can have them there as things that I'm remembering to be committed to. Because I know that if I do these things, it's going to be, I'm going to be successful, really. Right. So, so it's it's my- like... It's like an anchor. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for sharing that. Cause that's, uh, uh, you know, people think, uh, I know I've talked to some people about the show and they say, Oh, you just sound like you're, you have it all dialed in and you know what you're doing. And uh, as I said to you early, it's like every time I get ready to do one of these, I'm always like, why did I sign up for this again? <laughs> Cause I feel, you know, the stomach gets nervous and it's like, what are we going to talk about? But you know, to your point, I just trust as well that everything's going to be great. So let's let's jump into, what do you want to start with, vision or mission? How do you want to set this up? 
Yeah, let's start with vision. So the way that, and, and lots of people have different definitions of it, and I really have no judgment on any of them. This is the way I do it. You might do it differently, but this is the approach that I've, that I've taken, that um, a vision statement is, um, so it should be aspirational. It's, the, it's a picture of what is different in the world because of the work that you're doing. Okay. Something is different, and what is that thing? And then the mission is, what are you doing every single day What's the actual work or the product? What's the service that you're doing that gets you to the vision? So it's okay. allowed to the vision. And then the values are, um, so you can have internal or external values. Typically, I work with organizations on their internal values. So they're aligning their, um, their teams around what is our, how are we going to work together? What's right. our chosen behavior? Um, and why those are really, all of those are really important as to help, uh, they help you with decision-making they help with you um, when uh, things get challenging and you can look and see like, um, so if this, is, if this is what we're really up to creating in the world is, you know, is which choice would um, have us move towards that? Or, um, you know, in, a, in some, a heated conversation about something with a colleague, you can lean on the values and say, okay, so we're committed here to having respect. So what would respect look like in this conversation? Right, so I see it, that, that's how I define them, and that's really the value of them. Um, mm-hmm. is, there one in, is there one way to start that works best for you or that you see? Like, is it, is it better to start on one and move to the other, or is it really just a... Usually I start with vision, but some, and then sometimes what happens, we'll be working on vision, but we'll get lots of ideas for mission. Oh, no, that's, the, that's what we do every day. So, you know, there'll be a focus on vision, but we're sort of siphoning things off onto another piece of paper that's like, well, that's actually mission. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And then I, I saw on your website, you also, so you go a little bit deeper than just those three and you have commitment and resilience. Uh, for our, our, for your, for your company. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how does that how does that come into play? Like, why is it important for you to have commitment on your website? Because I, I haven't seen that on a lot of other companies. I've seen the, you know, the mission, vision and their values. But you've added commitment, you've added resilience. And I'm just curious why I like them. But why? Uh, why are those? those are, important? Yeah, those are our core values. So um, to me, threefold partners is very committed to our clients. And so um we're always, it's about taking care. It's about always adding value and being a contribution at, in any interaction. And then resilience is what we're working to build into organizations. So that's why I focus firstly on leading self. If we can have individuals in an organization having integrity, taking personal responsibility, understanding that they always have a choice clear on what it is they'd like to be creating, whether it's in a project, whether it's in their life, um, then we're going to be able to build resilience into an organization as it's on its way to achieving the vision. And even as you're you're reading your financial freedom, what was it called at the beginning? Uh, It is called the Declaration of Financial Freedom. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, that's a beautiful vision, you know, and it was declarative statements. It was reminding yourself of who you are. I love that you do it throughout the day in the morning. It's so incredible to have you be grounded so that you can just be that as you walk out. And that's part of what I'm doing work with um, personal vision and goals is really having people understand that if they can have clarity around what it is they want to be creating, how their personal values are expressed, um, then they get to start making choices towards that. So with your, the, um, I can't remember what it's called again, because it's a whole bunch of words, declaration of financial freedom. That's it. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that's what you're doing is you're creating this picture of who you are so that then you get to make the choices to move towards that each and every day. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thinking that the way, the way you've laid this out is that really when you, when you are completely dialed in and I'm going to take this on the personal level as well, it's not just on the corporate level, but mm-hmm. on the personal level, if you have a real clear understanding of who you are, what you're up to, what you stand for, then decision-making actually becomes easier. Is that, would you, would you say that's true? Yeah. Yeah, I would. And I would say that's true. And I just want to make sure that we don't, um, it's not like, Oh, I want to write a vision and it's done in five minutes. This is like, this is a practice. 
You know, all of the things that I'm speaking about, integrity, personal responsibility, all of those things, it's a leadership practice. And so it's absolutely, I would agree with you that, yes, it's easier to make decisions towards that if you have that clarity. And sometimes that clarity is challenging to have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, this I don't still have a goal of running a leadership retreat center. I did for years and I enrolled thousands of people in it. But what was valuable was that I made choices towards it until I was like, wait, I... I'm not making choices towards that thing. Why not? Is it because I don't want it? Is it because I'm fearful about it? Is it because I'm too busy? And so that's just great data. When, you, when you're not making choices towards something you think you want, then you get to step back and say, well, why is that? And you look at it and, and then maybe change your goal. Right. And that's the uh, reflection piece, mm-hmm. right? Being able to reflect on actually what is happening versus what you say. That's right. Yeah. You want to have happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for goals, uh, how, how do you go about that for yourself? Do you have like a list of stuff that you write down? Do you do it once a year? Is it an ongoing process? Uh, do you meditate and come up with, uh, with things that you want to do? How does that look? Uh, it kind of looks different all the time, to be honest, but typically it's a couple times a year. Um, and then I, I write a vision for 10 years and um, get really uh, thinking about my personal core values. And then from that 10-year vision, look and see what are, the, what are the goals that fall out of that. So what are personal goals? I, uh, what are my goals around contribution, which is career and giving and all of those things, money? And then, um, you know, what are my health goals? And, and pull those out of the 10-year vision. And then my husband and I... Uh, we'll get together and look at each other's goals. And then we look and see what are goals for, you know, our family. And the truth is I'm not like, it's not like they're there in front of me all the time. Hmm. Um, but what does bring me like the, my vision will be super resonant. And then the thing that my values really guide me, you know, like I love to, um, I love to, develop and be developed. I love to build relationships. I love to um, contribute. And I'm playing around with one new value. And it's, it's something around like practical or direct. Like I really value like bullet, like simple communication and like really and clarity and simplicity. So I'm playing around with one more value for me personally. But those that's what really drives me. It's like am I does, is this feeling good because I'm fulfilling on my values. Right. Mm-hmm. How has um how has having a family because you are, you know, a very successful career woman and I always love to hear it on, on, the, on the woman's side because I, I understand it as a man. I am a man. I have kids. I get how that works. But how has that been for you? And, and what has been a struggle or what hasn't been a struggle? Yeah. What has been a struggle is balancing it all or not even balancing, but just paying attention to how I'm spending my time. So right now with the business growing, there's a lot of opportunity for me to be out talking to people, you know, doing evening workshops and my children really miss me and I love it. You know, I love being out there and meeting new people and talking about what I love. And so um, that's been challenging for me recently. And, you know, just logistics, you know, one of my sons is in full day. One of my sons is in three day, half day. So my husband and I, like we spend probably 15 minutes a week just looking at our calendars, be, you know, who's going to pick up here? Who's going to pick up here? How do we fit that around? And so figuring out how um, we both get our, you know, the work that we need to get done in the business done, as well as get the kids where they need to be, you know, that's, that's been challenging. Yeah. And do you, and I think you said you take most of the client meetings. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm the facilitator. I'm the one delivering. So, right. yeah. And so that can be challenging too for Adam because, if I'm delivering and he's got to pick up all, you know, the child slack and then he doesn't get to do the more strategic work in the business. So that's definitely been, been challenging uh, over the past little while for sure. Yeah. For, uh, for Leslie and I, you know, uh, because I've had a business that has mostly been retail dealing with one-on-one with clients. um, So much of my day ends up being client focused. And so even though I work at home, a lot of times, like now, you know, thank, 
you know, technology. Now, when I started in the business, if, uh, if I opened an account for somebody, I needed a copy of their ID. I had to take their ID and go somewhere where there was a photocopier, <laughs> photocopy it, bring their ID back to them, and then, you know, submit that. You know, and then the, the phone, the iPhone came out at some point, and you could take a picture of their ID, and that was like, whoa, unbelievable, right? But for us, so much of her time has been spent driving the kids around, you know, I get a little bit more of that now, but I have so many, of my, so much of my time is with clients that it really does fall on her. And now she's taken on so much of the business, the marketing side. I mean, setting up the radio show, doing all of the marketing side of that. I'm just blown away at the support I have from her mm. in terms of that. But that, you know, to your point, the my kids said to me recently, one of them said, you're always in your office. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those always statements. You always go out at night. You're never. It doesn't matter to say, you know, I was here last night to tuck you in. And, you know, <laughs> no, I don't. It's, heart, it's heartbreaking and hilarious all at once. <laughs> yeah. So you get that too. You get the everything is so like <laughs> off the charts, right? You are never home. So I'll do that sometimes, right? I'll be like, okay, so you know that never means never, right? <laughs> yeah. so let's let's investigate that a little. Yeah. But cause that's because I'm just trying to support myself, I think, yeah. in that. But how does that make you feel when you get those? Because I'd love to know how, like, because for me, there's something that comes up when they first say that, because my perception is I'm there for them, mm-hmm. yet they'll say things like I'm actually not there for them. Yeah. Well, I mean... I- I just think, well, that is their experience. It doesn't matter what's true for me and what are the facts. Their experience is that I'm not there. And so how can I make choices? And, you know, it's so easy for me to just get things done, like do the dishes. I'm really someone that likes, especially I think because of the work I do, I don't always get to see the, like, I'm not in the organization seeing the tangible result. It's training and development. So for me to have things that I get done in the house is so rewarding. Right. And so I'll choose that sometimes instead of going and sitting down and watching my son build something with Lego and he doesn't even interact with me, but just sit and watch and, you know, be present to where they are in their development and how they relate to each other. And so, um, so that's, you know, when they say things like you never, it's, I just think, wow, that's their experience. And how can I, what can I do to have that change or shift? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chloe, we're, uh, we're almost at a time here. So I want uh, real quick, where can people get a hold of you? What's the best way? Best way is to head over to our website. It's uh, threefoldpartners.com and you can drop me a line at hello at threefoldpartners.com. I look forward to working with people interested in developing their their people in their own self-leadership and team leadership and getting clear on what they'd love their culture to be like so that they can achieve their greater vision in the world. Right. And that's the number three for threefold, correct? Yes. Number threefold partners. Mm-hmm. And is there a particular client you're looking for? Is there an organization size that you work best with? Or is that is it just, you know, if an organization's looking to grow and develop, you've been in all sorts of sizes of business? I've been in all sorts of sizes of business, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, my pleasure as well. So you have been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on the Influencers Channel here at Voice America. You can, of course, find us at Money, Mindset, and Love. You can find us on Facebook at the same title, or you can just go to moneymindsetandlove.com and connect with us. Thank you so much. Have yourself a great week. Until next week. And Chloe, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you for being with us today on Money, Mindset, and Love. Please join host Thomas DeShooter for another amazing show next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And have yourself a great week.